Welcome to another episode of Onshore. I'm Nai. And I'm Sim. And today we're joined by our friend Nana. Hi, hey, I'm Nana. Nana. <laughs> hi, guys. So, um, hi, everyone. I have been friends with Nai and Sim since school, um, secondary school. So, very, very long time. So, happy to be here today, you two. <laughs> um, so, okay, guys. So, I'm Onshore. Obviously, we're parents, mm-hmm. we're British. How do you guys bring your your culture into the home and like are you guys concentrating on make sure your kids mm-hmm. know your cultural background because yeah. it's something I think about all the time well how do you guys feel about that I feel the same oh, yeah. to be honest I feel yeah. like oh, are you doing Everything enough is. yeah are we doing enough basically to instill these values so when we pass along you're able to pass them down to your kids and yeah generations to come it's a lot of pressure isn't it yeah because do you guys try and um cook traditional dishes of food yep do you, Nana? What do you yeah. try and cook? Or what do you cook? Okay, so, so I'm from a Ghanaian background. So both of my parents are Ghanaian, born and raised in Ghana. They came here for uni, like the kind of typical African story. Mm-hmm. Um, came here, I think they both did their masters or something along those lines, Birmingham, and then stayed. So like I was raised in a very, very, very Ghanaian household. Like all my friends and family, quote unquote family, um, from you know beginning of why do you my say quote unquote family <laughs> because Africans we have a tendency to call everyone our cousins that we were oh. raised with even though there's no blood relation do you know what I mean so, <laughs> takes a village guys takes a village <laughs> literally, literally I must have a thousand cousins and aunties and uncles so they're like uh, yeah so like they're considered my family like we're still very close even today um but yeah so everyone around me was Ghanaian everything mm. about my home life was Ghanaian. The food I ate was all Ghanaian. Like my mum did not know how to make um uh British foods. Like, and chips. Like I do not know. Like the other day I was having a conversation with like, one of my friends here about shepherd's pie and cottage pie. Like I don't <laughs> what know the what difference the difference between the two. Is. You know I think what one's I mean? got the vegetables. Tell me well. how to make it. I, think that's I don't know. I can't even remember but I don't know. <laughs> it was that Ghanaian to the point that even now me as a grown woman, there's loads of like mm. British dishes, I have no idea how to Aww. make. So, like, oh no, no, it's fine. Like, I have no interest in learning, but that just goes to show like, my <laughs> house. You're not British. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of our friends. Uh, what were your traditional dishes that you would eat growing up then? Oh gosh, we would have fufu with soup, with, with palm nut soup, granite soup, soup, light soup, jollof, and stew it could be you know we'd have meat stew we'd have goat stew we'd have fish oh, stew gosh. we'd eat fish <laughs> every type fish, of stew like, <laughs> like everything so do you so do you try and do that in your household now for your children yeah i've got no choice really because i've got a proper Ghanaian husband as well who you know expects that loves, he doesn't expect it but he loves his Ghanaian food like loves 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 Ghanaian mm. food um, and hasn't really got the stomach for British foods, to be honest oh. with you. So, like, um, so yeah, so I, we, I don't make it as much now mm. because of the kids. And, you know, they're not like quick dishes to cook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily like spending all my time in the mm. kitchen. Um, <laughs> but, so, but yeah, my kids do eat Ghanaian dishes. <laughs> I mean, me as Jamaican heritage, um, so yeah, my parents and grandparents, um, mm-hmm. Jamaican background, 
do I I think parenting wise yeah Micah gets costing power like <laughs> yes standard <laughs> of course I feel sometimes you know because he understands it <laughs> um, but in terms of like food and stuff yeah I think day to day then childminders etc I'm not about to send oxtails round to the everything man <laughs> I feel bad and actually my, my my son's childminder is um she's half Jamaican so she actually would probably yeah. know but I guess what? carry herself yeah. like that I think I'm not going to try and impose <laughs> so we're going to keep it traditional um in terms of like British you know but at home yeah definitely I mean yeah he's, he's gonna know his black food he has no choice really because obviously that's yeah. what we cook that's what we eat but I'm really surprised at actually how happy he is to eat stuff mm. that I didn't think he, he would at that age to be honest so yeah. yeah I think it's important yeah that we cook it and instill it in them um for me then so my background my mum's half white English half Nigerian and then my dad's from Barbados and I'm not going to lie, I'm not very good at cooking any traditional dish, whether it's British or whatever. However, I can, this is the, mm. this is the British shy, I can make a good Victoria sponge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get any more. I can like cook that. a scone or a scone, but I call it a scone and a Victoria sponge. Anything to do with baking. That's because my, my white grandma used oh, to definitely. teach me, but tell me how to cook any kind of... So anything dish. cultural, nah. I think it's just because I don't have a desire to cook full stop. So um, I'm probably letting the team down. So Sim, you being um, mixed, I mean, do you class yourself as mixed race? Um, I mean, do you know what gets me the most? It's the, mm. um, you know, when you have black, you have black African, black Jamaican. Yeah. And well, the mixed. Yeah. Uh, depends on what I feel like that day. Or how I many options they give you. Yeah. I literally just take a, it differs all the time. Depends <laughs> how I feel. I feel African today. I feel African <laughs> today. Um, I think it's complicated for me because my partner is half white, half Caribbean, mm. but he's not Bayesian. His mm. dad's from Montserrat. Mm. So I think for all those people out there that think black is black, it's not, isn't it? Even the Caribbean, if you're Caribbean, there's so many different islands that have different cultural differences. Mm. So I think that could be complicated. But no, I'd say, no, I have the same struggles as probably you guys do. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of it is being black British. More yeah. that's the being that's complicated rather than mm. the different islands or different countries you're from. Yeah. No, I think I agree with that. I think we all have a mutual respect for us, each other as you're different because you're from here and you might cook different and do things a certain yeah. way. But I think we get it because so we, you know, we're individuals. Yeah. Um, I think that's the beauty of living in the UK. Yeah. And also in Birmingham, Birmingham is one of the most diverse cities in the UK. So I think we just, yeah, it's just always been mm. a thing. We all just get on with it. Don't we Same with music? Like you, when you go out to a club, mm. you know, you're going to hear Afro beats, raga, and yeah, not raga anymore. Bashment, yes, bashment. Oh Lord, <laughs> isn't it? You're gonna hear all of it. Yeah, mm. melting. Yeah. So, what about things like um, simple things like clothing? Do we dress differently from each other? Do you think we do? Nah. I, this no. thing about has Britain made us kind of um, clones of each other? Um. I don't know about that. It's like 
you know, you shop where you shop. There's only a certain amount of shops where you can buy from. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I do you dress traditionally, Lana? Ever? I do, depending out for specific occasions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, like my, I call, you know, my house clothes tend to be like Ghanaian clothing. It'll just be like something really loose fitting or whatever, but it's made from Ghanaian fabric. Mm. and depending on how I'm feeling like if I need to go to the shop or I need to go post mm-hmm. office or whatever like they will stay on like so I'll be out looking like a proper Ghanaian woman going down <laughs> down the road probably with slippers on not even shoes do you know what I mean I so can just figure I long. do do I that imagine you <laughs> I, I, like, I do, like do that and don't feel mm. anyway I quite like that you're comfortable to wear those I'm not saying just indoors but obviously you're going out with them as well I think maybe it's just yep. that I guess Jamaican what's our traditional dress and don't even say string vest oh my god <laughs> that's so like stereotypical <laughs> blue <know>. hair <laughs> yeah so I think I'd, I'd love us to I know we do I think we do have a traditional dress I think it's like a white shirt and like a, a flowy you know like if you went back to like a traditional Jamaican you know dress what? but I think years and years old do you know what's I think different now especially now rather than when we was growing up is the Jamaican culture is kind of embedded into the British culture now. Do you know what I mean? Really? So, it, don't you think, in terms of like the certain elements of the Jamaican culture, like I was at work, yeah, and I work in a predominantly white workforce, and I mm. heard these young boys, Wagwan, mm. Wagwan. Oh, no, okay. and you just think for them, it's just something that they say, it's just something that we say, mm. you know. And I just think yeah. the Jamaican culture is more embedded in the British culture. But then uh, now you're getting like the Jamaican artists actually talking and, and correct what's the language um nana that they're using they're like rap singing and rapping in like Ghanaian Ghan- language. what would that what's that oh like? you mean twee what's what's it called oh what's no trees are our national Ghanaian language pigeon Pi- you mean pigeon? are they i, I don't know you tell us like know. Ross, you know, gone lean. He was doing some, and I thought, mm, okay. So Aww. what you were saying about people saying Wagwan and stuff, basically, are we now at the next phase where everyone's going to move into now? The African culture. Yeah, and I talk, agree. didn't we, about celebrating African culture all of a sudden because it's popping and, you know, everyone almost right. wants, a, wants a slice. Now, did you remember at school? So, so anyone doesn't know me, we all went to the same school, obviously, but me and Nana were in the same form, same year, and we were like the only two Africans it felt mm. like in the whole yeah. school we probably wasn't yeah, we were definitely in our like year group mm. and in mm. the we was at school in the 90s i guess in the 90s yeah. where we grew up it wasn't cool to be african mm. do you remember there was a certain person that oh, wouldn't invite us to her parties because her mum doesn't cook african food oh, do you remember i'm not gonna say that we say the person's name i forgot about that yeah how rude it really wasn't cool like i felt bit and i hate that i even felt this way a bit but i think if you went there like I would have felt very, very like shy and almost yeah. embarrassed mm. because it was cool to be Jamaican at that time. Yeah, it was. Like it was really cool to be Jamaican. Like every black person, it felt like was in Jamaica. Where are you from? Jamaica. Yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got African. And like African, it was. So yeah, it's hard to beg it, isn't it? You can't. Yeah. I've got an African first name, so it was. Hmm. Yeah, it was really like embarrassing. I don't necessarily remember like secondary Sad. school, anyone kind of making fun of the fact that I'm sure they probably did, but, uh, but making not fun to of your the face, <laughs> not to my face, though. <laughs> that is it. But like, I, I would hear people like completely, you know, dissing anything and everything to do with Africa. And, and these were white people, you know, 
or black people. Fresh is a mixture, black to be honest with you. you. That, Nana? Yeah. Black people that would. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know all of that like freshies fresh off the boat all of those kind of terms and do you know what I mean and I used to feel so like embarrassed and stuff mm-hmm. um because yeah other than sim you at, at school you I mean there were we had a couple of others mm-hmm. who were also African backgrounds in different forms but like yeah it just felt like me and you like you were my only African yeah friend full friend that is so what was that because obviously that would be much different so Nana you live in London now so that would be much different I would have thought because growing up in Birmingham I feel like if you weren't Jamaican you weren't really on the map like that yeah 100% yeah and I met my first African friend in college I think so that's after well by you guys but in terms of like oh my gosh you know what I mean like there's there's more Mm -hmm. and I don't mean that obviously I was ignorant back then because that's all we knew um so yeah tell us about London then how how would that have been different do you think oh it would have been completely different it would have been completely different like like I was saying growing up in Birmingham um we had a very very strong close-knit Ghanaian community Mm-hmm. Like almost every Ghanaian in Birmingham knows each other or there's like six degrees of separation. Like it's that close. Yeah. Um, so like, or like I said, like outside of school, all my friends were Ghanaian. So because I had that growing up and like, you know, sleepovers, we'd, every weekend we would, be, we would all be together. My, my parents, you know, had, they all had this close group of friends Mm. And all of the kids were around the same age. So we've pretty much all known each other since birth. Um, so because I've always had that, I've always felt comfortable you know, being Ghanaian because we ha- we had each other. Mm. It was only at school, like if I was ever made to feel like a bit uncomfortable, it would, it would only, I'd only feel that way at school, outside of school. I never really felt it because I had yeah, them. Yeah. If I had grown yeah. up in London, we would have had the same thing, a community of friends, but it would have been more... Um, like evident in school in terms of other Africans and other Ghanaians specifically mm-hmm. in in school because it's London London is just so much more diverse and 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 Africans majority of Africans when they tend to leave Africa or sorry I should say Ghanaian specifically because I can't speak for all the other Africans but um they tend to m- majority move down to London like mm-hmm. it being in Birmingham was like I was going to ask that why Birmingham (laughs) (laughs) it was very strange you know (laughs) like when I asked and my parents you know they would never ever in a million years in a million years move to London like they do not like Hmm. uh, London that much to live here but um for them it was school like my dad went to uni he went to Aston but yeah they had no intention of even after finishing uh uni they had no intention of moving to London whereas usually everyone tends to move to London so there's Hmm. a yeah so from school days then um we obviously established that it wasn't cool to be African how I feel now though I feel so proud now seeing the cultural the African culture just being like celebrated and all that I just I really feel and I try and explain to my daughter how you know when she's doing her African dancing and all that kind of I feel I try to explain to her how lucky you are to be able to express that. And she looks at me like, mom, what are you on about? Yeah, you know, that's Wiz Kid, what are you on about? That's nothing special. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, that makes me feel so proud. And I don't know what happened. Like, what do you think the transition was? was, And like, do you 
do you think your kids will even have any barriers now that everything's like a big melting pot i believe everything's more like a melting pot now yeah i think that's because like, the internet isn't it i i think it is but also um just the world is becoming more and more diverse like you if you were to clash yourself as mixed race back in the day um mixed race is almost becoming the norm now like there's just so many ethnicities um yeah um, kind of coming together more than there was back in the day that to even say someone is mixed race is not even anything because you know what I mean um so because of that people are just becoming more aware of everything now and music is music especially has definitely helped that um you know like yeah, I was going to ask what was the um catalyst for it I think we agree it's probably music, music is probably one I of think the so ones. yeah definitely yeah. one of the biggest yeah, yeah. for so sure what music played in your lot's household then oh god <laughs> Raga was 90s I think growing up though because we all know come on I'm sure we can all agree that even though we are from different kind of cultural heritage heritages that 6am morning wake up call on a Saturday with music and food regardless of the food regardless of the, yeah. regardless of the music we all had it is that the same for yeah. you Nana yeah music and food in the okay are you okay, kidding me Oh yeah. my gosh. So like, even if um, my dad, when it came to music, is hardcore is he, when it comes to music. What does yes. he um, Okay, so back in the day, like, honestly, a lot of the R&B that I knew back in the day came from him. Was your dad? Oh, is that your dad though? Oh my yeah. God, yeah. Because he's very yeah. conservative. I'm shocked. He's, he's very conservative, like, you know, he's, he's very disciplined. Mm-hmm. But music, absolutely love it. He really does. Like... I think my first, like he bought all my music back in the day. And I think one of my Christmas presents when I was younger was um, Donnell Jones's first oh, album. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, no, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> I forget what it's called now, but the one with, you know, knocks me off my feet. Was it My Heart? It was My Heart, wasn't my, it? My, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. Oh, like, my wow. dad bought me that. One of my first takes was Joe. And it was Joe. I'm in love. I was so we're talking say, I'm in love. Do you remember that song? Yeah, or oh, yeah. oh, Dad's like yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And there was no Ghana tunes in there then. <laughs> oh no! So this is the stuff that he bought me. Ghanaian music was listened to in our household all day, every day. Like honestly, like I absolutely grew up loving, mm-hmm. and it, was, it, it, it high life was the was the the, the genre of Ghanaian music oh, called high life, and I absolutely love it even today even today like the artists are so old now do you know what i mean like (laughs) age-wise they are old but i can still listen to tell us some tunes for the listeners oh no don't embarrass me please (laughs) (laughs) you should know you should represent i can represent i can do you know what i will put a link to a really good playlist i'll give it to you on spotify (laughs) and you can give the link to people but if i I can't tell you name the tunes i've got this group um whatsapp with my my friend my Ghanaian friends from back in the day and every now and then like we'll put a everyone remember this tune and someone's found the youtube video like no one knows what the song is called what the artist like you just know the chorus of it that's that's enough we, literally that's enough and then we figure it out you know the tune that goes like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no one knows the artist you know or the name of the song oh, God, no. um, but yeah no music was was massive 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 oh, what, so in terms of other genres 
Mm. It was really just Ghanaian music and some like R&B. But it was you guys who introduced me to like any the kind R&B. of... Oh. No, not the R&B. Oh, daddy. The Jamaican <laughs> the stuff. Raga. Yeah. One, two, bogle. Well. Yeah. The bogle was the one the school, was the wasn't one. it? The bogle. Oh, yeah, my gosh. That was the and the butterfly. Mm-hmm. And the butterfly. This is my mum. Yeah, I learned all oh of that God. from you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I can un- for me, I can honestly say my music roots were all, in my house were all Caribbean, Bashment, yeah. all that. My, lovers rock, rubber. Oh, lovers rock, rubber. Oh my <laughs> god! Because my partner's ten years older than me, he still goes on about his days of rubber dub, and I'm like, no one's on that anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what, you know what I mean? I'm still on it, you know. My oh, yeah. dad, yeah, 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 you are actually. I am. I love a lovers rock, yeah. you know. Oh, my god. dad, some dads like your dad, man, is the latest R and B back then. My dad's still giving me. You want this latest rubber dub CD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will be that way because no. I feel like, and I say latest, it's still back in the day. She was just different mix. <laughs> oh. And I feel I'll always be that way because really? it's your it's your roots. And actually, I think what you grew up on mm-hmm. will always stay with you. Yeah, there'll be mm, new yes. stuff come out. But how many times are we all in the club together? Mm. And them old tunes will come on, and everyone's yeah. all of us like, oh my god, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And singing along. Yeah. I think it's just. I grew up in the, um, is it the Sound Clash? My dad loved a clash. Mm. And we never had much money, but my dad sure knew how to build a, a speaker box. <laughs> like, we had the most biggest speaker box and it'd be there. And, um, yeah, every day. Uh, to be fair, I remember, um, like, being, my dad, mom and dad used to hold blues parties yeah. all the time, yeah. All Sounds the time, like yeah. Which probably wouldn't be allowed nowadays. Well, it won't be allowed now. Yeah, I know. Social distance. Yeah, well, yeah, no. But yeah. Um, but you grew up on that, though. And it's a part It's a part of the Caribbean culture. Is that the same for um, Ghana? Did you used to have clashes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about clashes. Have high life clashes. I don't even know what that is. Really? So. A clash, man. Yeah. And, the, you know, the gun sound. <laughs> 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 You just go tune for tune, and every man thinks their tune is bigger than the one before. And then you know, you know what? Like, probably to the probably like we always had parties at home. And if it wasn't at my home, it was one of my aunties. Like it's funny because we were looking back, a group of us were looking at old um, photo albums, and honestly, our parents never went to clubs or anything like yeah. that. You know, they weren't really bars, but we would like stick with to mm. ourselves. But we would have. Um, parties in our homes almost every weekend really? and it was just absolutely amazing like I can still remember them like there was so much yeah. fun what like clearing out the living room functions no no like things like weddings and oh, gatherings I were love they, family were functions <laughs> oh my gosh I bet they were big though with your thousand <laughs> Uh, yeah, any kind of and this I think this goes for all Africans any kind of function anything including funerals are huge (laughs) and um, funerals well I mean they've become proper parties now but like yeah like it's a big deal we used to have in in Birmingham we used to have uh, a Ghana union okay it might still be going so it's got like a a society almost like a membership (laughs) um, thing and there's loads of us and we would have um like proper dinner dances big parties Mm. banquets almost all different ages Um, yeah like we as kids we would look forward to them so much um that's nice yeah it was amazing it i really think that's was. what i want to like, try and recreate for our kids where mm. when we come out of lockdown wow. 
where we just have parties and all the culture just comes together and you know yeah. and yeah i would love to, for my child to grow up in all should. of that yeah Sydney has amazing parties by the way for i love a party listeners out there um <laughs> maybe that's what you should do like a bit of a, a theme fusion party out yeah. of lockdown oh Everyone's wear your traditional dress my 40th birthday is going to be lit how do you guys find then with um i'm moving on a bit slightly in terms of hair and stuff so like mm. getting your children to understand oh, it's comfortable God. to wear braids because it's, it's it's a look now isn't it to have braids and box braids it's a look whereas i think we were growing up it was all about the relaxed hairdo and came roll wasn't the it wasn't the oh, look really, was it? Something just sent a shudder yeah. down my spine. <laughs> Guys, growing yeah. up with the braids, with the burnt edges that used to mm. pick out your school jumper, I can't be yeah. the only one. Uh, no, I, I don't know that one. No? No? <laughs> no. I know you used to burn the hair at the end of it. To, now they just, they dip it in water, don't they, and seal the braid. But oh, you're the talking braid. about putting fire to the end of uh, yeah. braids? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that was all. And my growing up. Yeah. When you think about it, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Imagine just burning the end of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> no. In Ghana, that still happens in some places. So to me, that's still like, yeah, so now it's just like an old practice. Like you don't really don't need to do that. But it's mm. not even shocking to me, to be honest with you. Although um, I used to look forward to it because you know that feeling when your hair's finished and you can just no. relax. And then I was like, yeah, man, bring on the lighter. It's <laughs> 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 the highlight of the whole <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it's um, good now like my daughter can walk around with her afro now and mm. it's not even a thing like it's just normal whereas before imagine you going to school with your afro you know yeah. that yeah, would have been that wouldn't have been happening i didn't yeah. i had my hair relaxed i think Never. from age seven really yeah really yeah. Early, which is why now like you the same nana you did didn't you I yeah my mum relaxed my hair at like five or something really? wow would you yeah. do that to your daughter now no absolutely not and the reason why she my mum did it is because i think you know you just have that thing isn't it you know you, you your mum's trying to do your hair you're screaming you we've all seen that we all know yeah, like she's the way she's combing <laughs> from the ends to the scalp do you know what i mean yeah. it's from the scalp and trying to drag the comb through the hair like it was just so excruciating and I think I was just one of those kids that would just constantly scream and cry that enough was enough and she just relaxed my hair and she still says like the best thing she ever did yeah back then it was a thing wasn't it and I don't think there was a judgment let's say well I I, I speak to myself I don't feel there was everyone's getting perm we went from curly perm to perm you had one or the other yeah and that was that because i relaxed my hair pretty late if i'm honest i think i relaxed my hair when i was in year eight what are you like 12 13 and i remember people used to just take the mick all from my childhood people talk talked about my hair because when i put it in a bubble it would it wouldn't be flat do you know what i mean i think it's because i relaxed my hair later in life but gosh like i've still got like hurt feelings from the amount of like Mm -hmm. is it blazes they used to do about my hair Yeah, whereas now I don't think anyone would dream of relaxing. Well, I don't know. Do pe- I don't know if people relax their child's hair I'm early not. now. I have no intention of Normally. relaxing. I, my I wouldn't. Hair. Oh, I've got no. A boy, but no. And, I, and I think that's because these other um, protective styles are in like are acceptable now, aren't they? Whereas I was going to say, what is the shift? Because talk for my nieces they still have very 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 thick hair mm. like as we would have kind of thing yeah obviously my sister doing their hair probably has a lot more patience mm. than my mom did and she's persevered with it and there's three of them um but i just think what is that actual thing that 
people are committed now to doing, you know what I mean? Doing their children's hair with love and not running down the route of a relaxer and trying to make it easier. They just, I think it's because doing it. these natural stars are more acceptable now. Do you think do you they think? weren't acceptable before or it was just the case of it was just an easy option? Here's the thing. You as a kid, mm. if your mum sent you to school with an afro, would you have been happy? I had doo-doo plaits in primary school before I was seven, looking at my last pictures. When I say doo-doo plaits, no one doesn't know it was the four plaits, two at the front, two at the back. <laughs> Standard. And when I think back, I think that was acceptable for that age group. Yeah. Would I bring the doo-doo plaits <laughs> to year seven onwards? Probably not, but... fact that called doo-doo plaits says it all, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That says it all. Well, that's what we it, know them as, and I know I everyone know. knows what I'm talking about. But that says it all in terms of, you know, ha ha, you've got doo-doo plaits, you know, that would have been... It probably thing. stemmed from getting teased, probably just like that, as, and the exactly. name stuck. And that's what I'm trying to say. It just wasn't a good look, hence why I think people have evolved into relaxers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, like when we, like you're saying, like back in the day, just relaxing was just kind of the norm. And I think as people have become more educated, yeah, that I too. Think, yeah, you know, with everything, what's what's going in your body, what's going in your hair. As we've become more more educated on it all, we've just kind of the next generation, like our generation, have just been like, okay, do you know what? We don't need to be putting this on our child's mm-hmm. head. Like, can you imagine? putting a relaxer on your child's mm-hmm. scalp. And I know there are still mums that are doing this absolutely mm-hmm. fine, whatever works for you, because we all know it's not it's easy hard. doing yeah. our kids' hair. Do you know what I mean? Um, there are times when I'm doing a hair when I just think, oh my <laughs> Slap some relaxer on it. <laughs> Literally, my life could be so easy right now. But, uh, you know, we, we stuff ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because we just want them to, A, feel really comfortable in their own skin, which mm-hmm. means being comfortable with their hair, embracing their hair, Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, just letting them know that your hair is beautiful no matter what anyone mm-hmm. says. You don't need to try and change it. Um, and B, it's just not a good thing to put under child's scalp no, because it isn't. no matter how you put it on, it is going to burn to some yeah. extent. And it's oh, relaxing. Just, oh, you just the relax. The the oh, I used to exactly. like picking them up. <laughs> oh, oh God, my arm. I do think what's helped as well with hair is. We're able to get black hair products at our disposal now. Whereas yeah, before, yeah. God, like we had one black hair shop. Do you remember in Uptown? Yeah. It was very hard to get yeah, black hair products. shops had a little stock in, in, mm. the, in the inner city. I can't I remember hair so. shops. They certainly obviously weren't like what they are now, but I don't really remember. Mm. There must, maybe the chemists. No, no. I think not, not in my area. I, know, I was about to say not in my <laughs> area. We had, <laughs> we had one black hair Get shop, up. Juliet's Uptown. So going back then, so just touching on parenting again, then do you feel, I, I mean, certainly from my upbringing, I wasn't under, pre- under pressure to go down any particular route of, you know, education and profession and whatever else. Did any of you guys feel like, do you find there was that pressure? Like, it wasn't for me, any pressure. No. No. But there was for me, I obviously. Imagine, yeah. yeah, there was yeah. like major pressure. Not even, not so much for my mum. Um, it was my dad. My dad was very typically African, so there was just no excuse for not doing well or achieving well. Like you've got literally everything at your disposal. Yeah. So why are you failing? You know, my parents would talk about, or my dad would talk about. You know, when he was doing homework, there was no lights. You know, and he'd have yeah. to uh, as much done in the daytime, and then he'd have to find like 
mm. at this one particular place where he could have a candle or something, do you know what I mean, to finish his mm. work. And then he, he still managed to excel in school, mm. you know, first of his classic uni, getting a scholarship to to university here for his master's, you know what I mean? So when yeah. you have all of that kind of drummed into you, like from that, his background, and mm. you're here in Britain, like we yeah. You've been brought, yeah. you know, you're born here in Britain, everything, electricity, water, light, or, you know, parents have money, they can give you whatever you need, and you're failing. Yeah. What does that even like? What is wrong with you? So, yes, yeah, so there was a lot of pressure. And I think I kind of buckled onto that pressure because academically I wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just couldn't handle it. I literally just couldn't handle it at all. Like the pressure was just too much. Um, it, you know my dad would do a lot of like trying to teach me stuff you know at home it was my dad who'd be the one who sit down with you and mm. and you know do like sit with you while you're doing your homework or and go through your your work with Are you and magic? then on weekends <laughs> we've had ex- we do extra work on weekends oh, and God. you know what I mean it was just non-stop and then I'd have a tutor like it, it was non-stop really? non-stop yeah and I just then? I just really struggled how do you feel then about kind of bringing up your children then? So with the pressures that you had on education, how is that going to make, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that you, would put, you, you wouldn't put that pressure on them because you know how it's felt when you actually might not feel you were academically gifted in that way. I mean, you think I wouldn't, right? But like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Go on, I don't know what's happened, but I've turned into like I've calmed scenes. down now. Like, mm, I see. Where's one plus one? How are you coming up with twenty three? You know one of those That's hardcore. <laughs> I just like oh. one plus one. I think homeschooling I'm getting... has turned me into a whole new beast. Like once <laughs> they were at home since February or whatever, and then I knew that she was starting school in September. Mm. So therefore, the onus is on me to make sure that yeah. she's not Don't embarrass me. Start... <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that poor girl was stressed. But like, I remember <laughs> coming to coming to my parents, and I came to my parents to stay with them for a couple of weeks. And I came with like so many books, like, and I think I was going through letters with her. My dad was there and I was sitting and she just, just was not getting it. Like, this is how you write the letter K. And she was like, okay, I can do it. And, you know, and she would just write something completely different. And I just found myself getting so agitated, (laughs) like exactly how my dad would be. And yet it was my dad who was like, Nana, I'm down. <laughs> just, I'm like, that's not how you teach a child. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> Are you saying this? You're the one who's saying this, you know? Because they, they just get older. They forget how they were, yeah. you know? But um, he later on, as he got older, and I suppose as I got older, realised that some of his techniques weren't mm-hmm. the greatest techniques. And I think it's just a case of like, with me you, you you want your child to succeed so badly you know that just getting it wrong or something just seems it just doesn't make any sense like why and I realized that that's exactly what my dad was thinking and, and because he just got things so naturally um so yeah so I've definitely eased up on my like <laughs> teaching skills with with 
my daughter anyway and she absolutely loves learning which is which is completely different to me already um fully 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 embraces i've made a conscious effort to make sure that it's enjoyable for her it was never enjoyable for me Mm -hmm. at school or at home like i absolutely hated every moment of it so yeah we've had to like tone down our african Ghanaian way and uh just going by whatever her skills is and 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 i think like with you like with you sim i'll always remember how like supportive so supportive your parents were Mm. like anything that you wanted to do yeah anything that you wanted to do in life and i'll always remember Uh-oh. Are you can talk about the girl band. Believe me and Sima doing this, but she won't tell me about the girl band. So can you tell me oh. about the girl band? Okay. Not say anything. I'm not going to go to. I'm not oh going to go. No, I don't, I don't mind. Um, no, my parents were supportive. We were, uh, they were so support, like an That's actual. So good. You know, we could have been in like a proper. Were you, you in the girl band, Nana? The beginning Nana was the main singer. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Nana was the like, Nana's got a good voice, man. Nana, I think I heard I heard Nana's got a good voice. Aren't oh, you yeah. raspy a bit a bit Lauren Hill? That's what I heard. I mean, that's giving me too much credit there. But like, um, <laughs> we were like in the very beginning stages of like creating something and Sim's parents. Oh, yeah. Oh my that's goodness. So like so supportive like your dad take would to the take studio us. didn't they yeah, yeah. Dad would take us. we would like meet up at your house yeah um and like it was absolutely lovely like i did not have that kind of support for how many people in the group you know I mean? uh, it was a big um it's about six of us Ooh. or something wasn't there seven wow. six yeah i think i understand what your yeah. dad's saying um nana in terms of um for me, I feel like I've come from humble beginnings and I've worked my ass mm. off to give my daughter the best. So you are going mm. to utilize this advantage, mm. you know. Mm. For me, yes, I can't true. have my daughter, touch wood, you know, things happen. But I can't have my daughter in 10 years time just there, not achieving anything. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be doctor status, but she has to be because I've worked my ass off to give you that advantage. Mm. So you're not going to yeah. waste that yeah. advantage away. So I totally get what your dad's saying. Um, and sometimes you I'm hardcore as a parent. Sorry, uh, you yeah, you're right. Now as as a parent yourself, yeah, you, you appreciate yeah. what they were trying to do yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with me because my parents had me when they were really young. I think they were just figuring mm. out life. Yeah, same. I think yeah. if they had to do it again, they probably would be more focused. However, they've just been really like what you said, Nana. As long as we're happy. Yeah, they're happy yeah do you know what i mean whereas yeah i mean like your parents were so supportive that the the pressure wasn't on you so much and you naturally did well do you know what i mean you naturally did and you not na- you naturally worked hard but i think like, it's but it's different you didn't grow up where i grew up so we mm, knew okay. and i don't yeah. want to seem like the cliche but for us to move from where we grew up you know you yeah. had to you weren't going to come for money you had to do well just to get out of that area you mm. know um, whereas you were fortunate enough, you grew up in a nice area where I can see why your dad is, mm. your dad's probably thinking what I'm thinking in terms of he's worked his ass off to get to a point where I'm putting you in a nice surrounding, I'm giving you a head start. Why can't mm. you then take it to that next level? Mm. Whereas I suppose yeah. for me, we were in the, we weren't even in that place. So I had no choice but to do my best to get out of that zone. Yeah. Otherwise I'd still be there. Mm. Were you saying then that your dad, so you're saying Sim's parents were supportive of the girl band. Are you saying that your dad wanted you to just do your education? 
Yeah, that's all he cared about. Get the band. I'm giving you your what? CDs, you Joe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, all you need. You know what I mean? Like, there, you've got CD player, sing. Where are you going? Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> only part, his only thing that he cared about was making sure that I have a good education and yeah. going to uni and doing well. Sing would always be like, as soon as you finish, as soon as you finish, you can do whatever you want. But mm. right now, it's school. I never understood that as a kid. I never understood why education was something. But now I'm a parent. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm on, I'm on the same wavelength as your dad, Nana, mm-hmm. in terms of Mia can do whatever what she wants, but she has to get the education down first yeah. because that's a skill you need for life. Do you think there was a different pressure on your brother? Um, my brother was the complete opposite of me. He was naturally gifted. Yeah. Um, and I think by, because there's a five-year age gap, so you always learn and you know quote unquote make mistakes with your first child you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and then you know with you when the next one comes along we all see it the parenting style is completely different when it comes to the 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 youngest sibling and and of course as a boy as well so Mm -hmm. he didn't have the kind of pressures that I had and he was naturally gifted like he you know I went for for my 11 plus for example Hmm. And like with a tutor and, and still failed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he passed and he went to grammar school. And, then <laughs> and you and had four tutors. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many. Like, and he, he, he got into grammar school and he just excelled. And I'm not even exaggerating. That boy excelled at everything. Mm-hmm. Everything he put his mind to, he excelled. And then he ended up getting to, into one of the best unis and he did flipping neuroscience at you. Like he did was he? the golden child. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like he, you couldn't, he didn't put a foot wrong. He really did not put a foot wrong. And it's not in his nature to do that anyway, but he was just, mm. you know, he'll tell you things just kind of came easy to me, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, head down in books and still couldn't like... <laughs> I don't think I ever achieved an A. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> he was like an A-star student. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. But, um, so people just aren't like yeah. that. No. Nana, like, you know, it's this yeah, whole thing no. about academic mm-hmm. and vocational. Actually, not everyone's going to go down the academic route. Mm-hmm. But if you find a hobby, maybe that's that's you. You know, you do the apprenticeship or, mm-hmm. or whatever else. There's, I, feel your, there's I feel your family's naturally smart do you yeah like so, when I, yeah when I you think are. about you sure? and your sister and then your sister's children yeah I think you're naturally yeah. just a smart people I feel like honestly I feel like we're talented okay and when I say that I mean well skilled slash talented rather than what's like, the difference I'd say like so my dad's an engineer so he's fiber optics mm. and that kind of thing like my mom mm. she's always been crafty and a sewer mm. and that kind of thing um sisters probably like me we've 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 done well kind of with our education but then my nieces they're intelligent they're all like maths brain boxes all three of them and it's funny because like each one teach one kind of um philosophy so my eldest niece was always great she taught the middle one the middle one then taught the um baby baby and now i'm hoping the baby will teach my baby (laughs) you know so it's it's that i don't know they they are but in terms of like smart i mean we're first generation universities and my parents didn't go to university Mm -hmm. they 
mm-hmm. I think it was probably a, a load of apprenticeships at, at that point, whatever that looked like yeah. then. And they just kind of worked themselves up that way. But I think they upskilled themselves. Yeah, no, yeah. 100. But your son's smart. He just gets things. He's he only does. two. Oh, yeah, I think nice. you just got smart genes. Some mm. people have smart genes. Now that you didn't they get do. it. <laughs> yeah, I did. It skipped me and went straight to my brother, literally got all of it. But but then, Nana, can I just say you you, you're giving yourself not enough credit. Yeah, you yeah totally. I know we're laughing at it, but you're not. (laughs) You know, we know about you and what you've done with your career. You're killing it, and you always have. I feel like your head is very entrepreneurial. To be honest, Nana's a trailblazer. Yeah, that's what you are. I think that's what it is. Mm. Academically, you cannot. I cannot learn. Like Mm. I, I remember, like after uni. It was like, okay, so you're going to do your masters, and I thought, I just, I, I would rather just be a bum because I just <laughs> cannot sit there in a classroom setting mm. um, and learn. I just can't. Like, it doesn't go into my brain. Like, I would be falling asleep in lectures the minute I sat down because it was mm. just, it was, I, I couldn't handle it. But if I have an interest in something now, yeah. like if there's something that I'm interested in and I know nothing about it, I will find a way. Yeah learn everything there is to learn about it and teach myself and be amazing at it and that's that's where my skill set is but I didn't recognize that in myself when I was younger Mm. like and and that's just because of my upbringing like there wasn't any room to recognize hobbies and then um what's the word like you know if you you explore other options explore exactly explore you know if if your parents recognize a skill in you yeah you don't diminish that let's let's see yeah. how how we can uh, let her thrive in that area like that wasn't there when mm. I was younger um like and you know you were mentioning about vocational uh qualifications what's that courses that <laughs> was not even enough Nana's like, face is like what the hell is that drama <laughs> <laughs> Nana's like what what the hell <laughs> it was just it was really not it was traditional GCSEs, <laughs> A level, uni. I don't want to know about anything else that could come in between or as an alternative. There's no alternative. To it. But like with my own child, you know, I'm going in anyway. So a bit of that kind of expectation is going to be there. But I will definitely embrace skills that she has and, you know, explore them. If she doesn't yeah. want to do anything, I'm fine. But I will never say, I'll never diminish that and say that academically, um, you know, that's more important than, you know, if she wants to be some sort of, you know, ballet dancer or, or something, then I, I won't stop you from doing that. But I, but like you, Sim, I would like her to have educational okay. foundations. Yeah. Oh, okay. There. So should, if anything doesn't go well unless she wants, she yeah. at least has this now that's i think that's the old school parenting that makes us think that actually it's it's still very important mm-hmm. but from what i'm seeing in today's society to be honest with you you don't think i don't is. even know how yeah i just don't know anymore I've... how important it is to go to university and yeah. come come out with a first or a two one or two two yeah do you know what i mean i just i just don't know from what i'm Depends. seeing i'll never tell my daughter that of course but like yeah. From what I'm seeing, it's the world is changing a bit, and some companies are not even placing mm. any importance on those when you when you're going for jobs. So, or so. you can just be one of those classic ones. 
that you just make your own career. I've got a business idea. I'm going to try it. And yeah. then look at all them startups and look at all these social yeah. media influences that are raking mm-hmm. it in. You know, it's, it's not, it's, as you said, it's, it's changing mm-hmm. times now, isn't it? It's yeah. Do, yeah. do whatever you want and good luck with, you know, making it work out as a career. Yeah. I think coming out of COVID, I think the pieces will change now and there'll be moving parts. So mm-hmm. I think what we knew we needed before is going to be totally different moving forward. I mean, they're even scrapping GCSEs and stuff in Wales, aren't they? Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it'll be all change. Um, so, like, with cultural differences then, was there a lot of pressure for you, Nana, in terms of getting married? Could you have had a long-life partner like I have? <laughs> Do you know, would your family, would, have, would they have been happy with that? <laughs> or would it have to be marriage? And would, he, would they have accepted a Jamaican as a husband? <laughs> <laughs> mouth wide open <laughs> <laughs> right let's do the first one um so my uh like my husband and i we've been together i mean i'm almost losing track it's 12 to 13 years mm-hmm. and we've only been married for two so we were in a long um relationship now my parents my dad has never pushed marriage on me. Mm-hmm. My mom is a typical African mom, so you know all my all, all moms want you to have to get married and have children, and in that order. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she would mention it every now and then, but because I'd get so like defensive about it, I would get so defensive when it comes to 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 my relationship. Again, so for the longest time, they didn't say anything. Um, but I knew deep down they wanted me to get married. So when I was pregnant, and I got pregnant before I got married, um, I think because we've been together for so long, they were okay. Okay. But we had to have like, it was like, okay, well, you are getting married. There's a date so, of marriage yeah. now. So it's like, you are getting married. So, you know, let's do your traditional. <laughs> like they didn't, my dad, especially like he didn't beat around the bush at all. Like is okay now you're having children so none of this. Did you have long... a traditional after you had you, the child or was it you, while you were pregnant? You know, yeah, we kind of we did it just the very very traditional way, which is just the parents at my parents' house. We didn't do the whole okay. everyone coming. We're all dancing yeah. into the house and nothing. You know what I mean? There was there was none of that. You were my still parents, pregnant, then, of... Nana, or had you had the baby already? Well, we did it. Let me think now. We did it after I had I'd had the baby. Mm-hmm. My dad's traditional my parents tradition if i'm if i can remember correctly mm-hmm. you can't do it whilst you are pregnant oh right. gosh yeah and, and that's going back like tra- mm. tradition you know um you can't do it whilst that's what he said anyway i remember <laughs> can do it whilst you're pregnant. i never researched into it, I <laughs> research into it. so so we just did something very quickly like afterwards and then we we got married um, yeah, just a couple of years ago. So yeah, so, so they were absolutely fine. But if they had their way, you know, we would have been dating for a few years. And then and got married. Got married and you, then had children. I you, just want to get everything. But um, they would have definitely preferred that. Um, and in terms of Jamaican. marrying outside of my race. <laughs> uh, the quick answer would be no. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. 
they're very traditional, you know. Yeah. Like you see my mum like this, and and you, you you know she's all lovely and nice and peace, love and harmony, and so friendly and smiley. But um, you know they are still very. very is, is it a Jamaican thing though? Or is it just dating anyone other than a Ghanaian? Because there's a bit of a difference. Or really, um, yeah, well, you can be honest. You know? <laughs> I won't lie. A Jamaican would have been a no. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine. No. My yeah. Nigerian granddad, I don't think was best pleased that my mum was going out with my dad, who's from Barbados, like mm-hmm. heritage. Yeah, I don't, I don't, something about that Caribbean, isn't it? Like, that Caribbean. yeah. And then if you want to go some one step further, maybe Jamaican. <laughs> but yeah. But it's um, so funny because it's like Jamaicans, we, we, we just think we're so good and we all this and we all that, suppose. but no one wants to marry us. Anyone outside Jamaica's like, no, 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 you lot are no good. <laughs> no, you shouldn't, yes, and you shouldn't generalise. <laughs> no, not at all. Can I just say, I'm speaking on behalf of all Jamaicans, mm. I don't think we care. I don't no, think, I don't think we care. care that Nigerians or Ghanaians think we know good. We don't care, are we good? <laughs> no, I, would, I, I agree and with that. I don't know, maybe it's a good mentality for that. Maybe I should adopt it in my everyday life. Like, yeah. I don't care what you think, I know I'm good, you know, yeah. so... I think it's just, I have to say though, I think that's changing now. Mm-hmm. Like... With my parents' generation, it was an absolute no, like no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm. no. Um, but I think now, like that's definitely like I'm seeing so many, and I say interracial, like they're both black but like different ethnic backgrounds. I am too. Um, mm. So much, so many, so much of that now, and it's it's just becoming the norm. It's like whoever you love, you love. Like my brother's not with a Ghanaian mm. um, girl, and my parents absolutely love her. So. Attitudes are definitely changing. So what you said, I noticed that I noticed a lot. And I think I noticed it more when I lived in London, actually. There was like Jamaicans and Nigerians getting married and Ghanaians and Jamaicans and I mean, do Nigerians and Ghanaians get married? Or is that Yeah, they do. do they? Yeah. I always thought it was like a bit of a a a a turf war (laughs) between those. (laughs) Kinda was, to be honest with you. Like I'm sure Nigerians weren't in my category either of like eligible men. But... <laughs> eligible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely like, yes, not so much the case now. I don't think there's a lot of pressure anyway, really, to get married in just society anymore, is there really? I mean, are we, as women, I think we like the idea of it. But um, I don't think there's that major pressure. Like, I don't have a huge desire to get married. I don't really. It's never been a something that I've dreamt, dreamt about um like if I, knew I was in a situation where I was close to it I'd get excited and I would get on board but actually now I'm like will I even get married yeah it's sad actually but no uh, whatever I was gonna say I think because we know marriages sometimes aren't the best relationships I just want a nice healthy relationship more than anything rather mm. than that title and I think as you get older that's what you strive for isn't it you know yeah. A healthy relationship or like a healthy environment for your children if that comes with marriage or it doesn't it, it's mm. it's fine I think for me it was like okay well we've been together this long um and we have a child and obviously all our parents want this and we don't not want this yeah, do you know what I mean like we've, we've, we've I've never like dreamed of my wedding. Like I think we planned it in like two weeks or something. Do you know what I mean? And it, it like my my mom was probably furious because we had like twenty people there and that was it, which is yeah. very unheard of. 
so then that was really interesting understanding the different cultures yeah yeah moving forward what out, there isn't that much difference no there isn't there actually isn't actually and as you you guys Ooh. have both said the world's changing so yeah. it'd be interesting to see what these conversations look like in like 10 years time how's how's it going yeah. is it because really we're british like, mm. i'm just pointing it out you mean there just it's instilled in us now i think we like to i think we like to distance ourselves away from it however that's the one thing that unifies us is we are yeah, the British born. and all these different cultures are embedded into into a melting Just pot of we can still keep those identities though in our yeah it's so a hope that doesn't kind of fade yeah yeah totally all right then well thank you thanks nana oh thank you guys thank you for having me i really enjoyed that Okay then, so we will see you in the next episode. As always, keep up to date with us on our socials. So Twitter at unsure underscore podcast and Instagram at this is unsure podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.